2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. That podcast about video games, nerd stuff, and two friends catching up for the week. I am your co-host, Michael, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks. And with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc, back again for another great episode. It's going to be awesome. Wake up, Derek. Thank you for tuning in. I'm awake. Wake up. I'm up. I'm so sleepy. I'm so sleepy, too. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should be sleeping on the Thanksgiving episode because we'll be stuffed with turkey and things. Right. Among other things. Among other, well. (laughs) What kind of freaky-ass Thanksgiving are you? (laughs) (laughs) I've got lots to be thankful for. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Anyways, that actually reminds me of something we didn't put in the notes, but might as well get it out of the way. We're probably likely not going to have a traditional episode next week. Mm. Yeah. We are going to do something special for you guys. We're going to pre-record it and drop it on the usual day. So this upcoming Sunday, instead of the weekend review, we're going to take a week off, but have something for you to listen to anyways. Yeah. So look forward to that. Yeah. You yeah. better listen. Should, <laughs> should be lots <laughs> of fun, hopefully. Hope you'll enjoy it. Let's see, what else? Superhero shit happened this week. It sure did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Spider-Man No Way Home got its final trailer, I think? Is it the final trailer? I'm not sure. Either way, it got another trailer. I mean, it's going to come out it's like, in a month, right? Nuck and foots. Nuck if you foot. Nuck if you foot. What? Cry out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I um, mean, to be honest... It definitely confirmed more than Alfred Molina, like, not that we didn't know. Interestingly enough, they didn't show Willem Dafoe's face. You just heard his voice behind mm-hmm. the uh, the goofy-ass goblin mask from the Randy yeah. films. Right. Which was at, cool. At, at, yeah, at most, I thought it was going to be Green Goblin, Electro, and Doc Ock. <laughs> but yeah, we also got Sandman. Yeah, and Lizard and, Man. Yeah, and Lizard. And, and Lizard I thought Man. I saw New Goblin in there. Maybe. Yeah, I thought I, I didn't look at it super second. close. There's probably a million videos out there, like right. all the you know the breakdowns. Like if you look here and slow right. it down, mm-hmm. I didn't watch any of that. <laughs> I was cool with the trailer. I'm not trying to like get too deep and involved. I feel like I know too much already because the trailer didn't hit like the first one did. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, okay, it's just gonna be more villains. What I was surprised I didn't see was more Spiderman. Right, Spidermans. Yeah, I mean, I'll just get right into that. They're definitely in the movie. Oh yeah, definitely in the movie. And this you, not you even not you, even what yeah not even what we talked about earlier because I realized that that could have been edited yeah like for somebody to make it look like that happened but in the scene where Tom is jumping towards Lizard Electro and Sandman uh-huh. Lizard is jumping a completely different direction from Spider Man well so, he like, like changes direction midair yeah like, his like face does <laughs> yeah he's not yeah he's not jumping towards Spider Man Tom Holland so yeah. there's definitely at least one other character. In that scene that they mm-hmm. CGI'd out, and it's definitely yeah. Tom, I think it's uh, the Hulk. Andrew I think Garth. they CGI. I think it's the Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, they CGI'd yeah, him in, and now they're CGIing <laughs> him out. That's what's happening. Oh my god! Exactly. <laughs> he can't uh, have his own movie, so he's just got to show up everywhere else. Nope. Hulk. Yeah. Professor Hulk smash. But yeah, man, I'm excited. Jamie Foxx got the Tims on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's the only uh, he's the only villain that got a redesign. I noticed. Yeah. I mean, and Alfred Molina was a little bit good. different, but pretty much the same design. And mm-hmm. then, of course, Green Goblin was exact. So. Exactly the same, Peter. It did look like, just from the face, the Sandman face, that it wasn't modeled after the same actor as in Spider-Man 3. Did you notice oh. that? 
No, I wasn't really paying attention to that. Okay. Just, but... I mean, just to my naked eye. Again, didn't mm-hmm. watch any breakdowns or analysis or anything like that. Right. So. I would I would like to see uh since they're since we're going there, I wanna see uh, Oh, what's his name? The guy who played Venom in uh Spider Man three. Topher Grace? <laughs> Topher Grace. Yeah. I wanna <laughs> see him back again. <laughs> I like square. being bad. Yeah. It makes me happy. We'll have him square off with Tom Hardy. Mm. Tom Hardy versus <laughs> Topher Grace. Oh boy. Tom Hardy's scary, man. I mean, <laughs> he's just unstable. And he's a lot yeah. stronger than he looks. <laughs> you know this personally <laughs> yeah you know i know he's just if you've seen all the movies he's in like across the board and some of the physicality that he's done and like his actual like he's mm-hmm. he's one of those dudes that gets built but he doesn't show it as much right and when you get hit when i buy one of them you're like oh what you're so strong <laughs> ouch i should not have talked shit to you so do you think darkness is your ally oh here we go <laughs> yes yeah Batman got his back broke by back. a dude he got like his, he couldn't even his lift back blown head. out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. So other comic book stuff though. I saw a movie that was old that everybody else has seen by now, and you saw a movie that's older and that everybody else has seen by now. But they both came out this year. Okay. You tell me what you saw. Okay. Do you know what I saw? I don't know what you saw. I saw. Shang-Chi and the Legend Oh, yeah, of the that's Ten right. Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it dropped on Disney Plus and uh-huh. I'm a cheap motherfucker. Ooh, cheap. So cheap. So cheap. Uh, to be honest, though, I, I think I told you the story before. We tried to go to the drive-in, mm-hmm. not the drive-through. The yeah. drive-in. It's very difficult <laughs> for me to say that, but I'm correcting myself this time ahead of time. And the drive-in just completely changed schedule on us for the weekend we planned to go. And then they all closed down around here. Apparently, they're seasonal. So oh. I probably can't go to the drive-in for Spider-Man. Luckily. We got approved for vaccines for the kids, and my son will have his second vaccine exactly two weeks before <laughs> Spider-Man drops in theaters. I'm like, nice. yes, just in time. Mm. So well, you don't want to miss that. No, you, don't. you don't. You got to be day one on that on Spider-Man. Yeah, gonna have to be. You're gonna get all types of shit spoiled. It's gonna, gonna be stay wild. off of social media and yeah. YouTube. Ugh. Yep, 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 yep. So I don't know. I ain't been in the theater since the pandemic started. I'm not sure how all that's gonna work, but. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'll be vaccinated and so will the entire fam. So yeah. I got mine. Hope you got yours. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. We're going to theater. Yeah. So what did you think about Shang-Chi? I liked it. I liked it a lot. There are some of our friends and people in our circle that have said things like it's a top five Marvel movie. It's a top three Marvel movie. Ooh. It's better than Black Panther. I don't agree it's better than Black Panther, but I get why somebody would say that. You can't judge movies based on you can't compare them one-to-one if they came out in a certain time period Mm -hmm. and i mean i still vividly remember the feeling of going in to see black panther and then walking out from having seen black panther and i was pumped i was jazzed and as much as i was a little over my wife and she's just beaming she was having a great Mm -hmm. time and we didn't watch in a theater we watched shang chi at home and we had a great time and really enjoyed it but we weren't jazzed by it like black panther like yeah black panther was a fucking event it was. It was a cultural phenomenon. Like, and I can't separate my yeah. feelings from the movie. Maybe yeah. technically Shang-Chi is a better movie. I mean. And I think, I would say, yeah, I think it is technically better. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, so, I, I enjoyed it. Aquafina was, you know, not peak Aquafina. She was pretty oh subdued God. and not yeah, annoying. She was so actually funny. Yeah. She wasn't, as some have described her, a walking minstrel show in that movie. Mm. Uh, 
which is annoying because she kind of laughed all that off and said whatever. Uh, so I think that's the reason why a lot of people have a problem with her. But setting that aside and setting the douchebaggery of the main actor that played the main character, his real life shenanigans, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. it was really good. It was really, really good. I saw Venom Let There Be Carnage. Ooh. I saw that yesterday. And <laughs> I know the guys over at Call It are going to talk shit, but I actually enjoyed it. Me and yeah. Vicky really liked it. Like, it is what it is. It's not going to be the Venom from the 90s comics or any other comics, really. It's its own thing. Carnage is fucking awesome. Let me just say that. Seeing Carnage on screen doing Carnage things was just like some of the most fun I've had. There's a scene in the beginning, soon after Carnage becomes bonded, where they're driving and Carnage just throws a truck off of the bridge for absolutely no reason. (laughs) They're just driving in the car and the tendrils come out, pick up a truck that's driving and just throw it off the bridge. And they just keep driving and then it changes the scene. I was like, that's so Carnage. Yeah. Just uh, destroy something. I'll destroy that. Right. You know what's funny about the casting is that Woody Harrelson has been a fan favorite to play Carnage since the 90s. I remember reading Wizard, which is like a Mm. large comic book magazine publication. And they would always have these, if we were to make an X movie, here's who he would cast. And he was always placed in the role of Carnage. So when I heard the, you know, I mean, the extra scene at the end of the original Venom, and I was just like, oh, his wig is disgusting, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I changed that. <laughs> the actual movie. It's so funny that they like watched that and they were like, yep, that'll work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Film it. Uh, yeah, nailed that's it. Wrap. Well, here's the thing. I wasn't interested in seeing Let There Be Carnage because a lot of people who've seen both movies say that the first movie is better. And the mm-hmm. first movie, while not terrible to me because I went in with such low expectations, was still kind of ho-hum in parts oh, and it didn't really change my life. So I was like, if this movie's worse than that, why waste my time? Yeah, I just Uh, hate the fact that the first movie had such a generic villain. Yeah. I didn't even know who that guy was or what symbiote that was. I mean, symbiote. Symbiote. (laughs) (laughs) It's a symbiote. Nope. Wrong. All (laughs) these symbiotes have fat package. Jenny Slate's in it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'm interested in checking it out then. I might have to, again, I'm not going to really put forth a real effort but if it shows up in a streaming here or there or yeah. a cheap and rental, the, the mid credit scene is if you haven't seen spoilers for it already yes yeah. yeah wow yeah okay it's wild i was like oh shit okay cool looking forward to it all right what else okay so there's one other thing that i watched i don't know if you had a chance to check it out cause i don't know if it dropped today or yesterday the cowboy bebop live action show on netflix literally right before we started recording i was like oh shit but cowboy bebop dropped today yeah oh it dropped <laughs> today yeah, I've been out the house all day. So I, I watched the first episode and most of the second. Okay. And it is... Oh. oh. I'm going to start with the good things. Okay. And then I'll go to my criticisms. The good things about the show. The music. Right. <laughs> and that's it. Mm. now on to the bad things damn it's buddy it's bad like jet kind again even from the trailer to the show jet black his actor does encompass him pretty well but Mm. they go way too much to everybody's backstories too quickly the thing about cowboy bebop is it's a cast of people who are putting on a facade Mm. they all have a personality they front to each other 
and they have things in their past that scarred them in a way that they haven't dealt with, that they're kind of running from. They're living this lifestyle to distract from the fact that they got unfinished business. Right. And you don't want to air all that unfinished business in the first episode. And that's pretty much what what takes place. Mm. We learn about Jet Black's kid having a birthday coming up, his ex-wife sleeping with some cop. With Spike, you immediately learn his nickname from the syndicate and that he was in the syndicate. You see Vicious. You see Julia. You see Julia and Vicious in the second episode. And they have several scenes. And Vicious's character was just annihilated it is nothing like it was he is not on top of anything he's a syndicate stooge he's getting bullied by them um he's married to julia which i don't think was in the original show Hmm. it was really odd to me in the original show it was a mystery as to whether or not julia was still alive for the longest right there are some stylistic choices that they made that kind of fits the show okay but then there are others that just makes it look cheap like, they're yeah. trying to go for that faux futuristic, but, like, 90s futuristic junk tech that you would see show up. You know, like, mm. chunky software, right? Yeah. TVs and handhelds and things. And sometimes it works, and other times they'll pull stuff out, and it looks like the cheapest prop that, like, your mom made for your Gen Con outfit. Right. Like, when they pull out the, the capsule for Bloody Eye in the first episode, it oh, looks no. so bad. <sighs> and Asimov, the guy that's trying to sell the Bloody Eye, he's bad. And the casting of the woman he's with is bad. And they made a, a whole new backstory mm. for her out of whole cloth that she's related to the syndicate. Mm. So that's why the syndicate is there after them instead of just regular bad guys. Right. And that's how they find Spike. Like, it's just... oh, and the Execution the, is no bueno. The writing and the dialogue is really bad. They say extra shit for no reason. For example... Asimov is doing the drug deal in the back of the bar in the, in the very first episode. Like, you got the bloody eye, whatever, whatever. And then the bartender goes, and then we'll have cupcakes. And then Asimov <laughs> goes, cupcakes? Yeah. Now show me that bloody eye. And I was like, what the fuck is this about cupcakes? <laughs> they just say random shit just to fill air, to either right. sound clever or be funny. But no effort or talent was put into it whatsoever. Mm. And just the vibe is off. The guy playing Spike, he sometimes gets close to Spike's character, but it's more in the framing. Like, there's a pace to some of the shots they're trying to copy from the anime, like him walking through the streets and you just seeing his legs. Yeah. Different frames and shots. But everything just feels so lethargic. When they're actually acting and interacting off of each other, it's slow and witless and deadpan and... There's such a lack of style in this, yet it tries at every corner to be stylish. Mm. And the gulf between the attempt and where they land, you could drive a fucking truck through it. And it's all you can think about. <laughs> like, you can't even get into the show. Damn. So, as a fan of the anime, I would say, if you want to get the Cowboy Bebop experience, and not like I wasn't going to say this no matter how it was, you right. need to go back and watch the original. I don't think you should waste your time with this. Unless you have no other way to listen to Cowboy Bebop music, which you totally do. <laughs> so that's my Damn. two cents. Well, that's unfortunate. It is. I was we hoping they would the, take it and do something else with it, but keep the spirit of it. But I don't think they know what the spirit of the show is. Yeah. So. Damn. All right. Well, other than that, anything else cool happened for you this week? Only other thing this week is I picked up Pokemon Emerald actually earlier today. Oh, okay. The interesting thing was when I popped in, it doesn't have a label on it. Mm. So I was like, eh, it might not be real. I plugged it into the Game Boy and it worked. And I saw that the person's save file had 561 hours. Wow. On it. But the funny thing is they didn't even have all the Pokemon. 
How are you going to spend 561 hours? They in the had game? like 202 out of 300. Do they at least have strong Pokemon or? Oh yeah, no, Pokemon? they had like a level 100 Rayquaza or Rayquaza. That don't mean Suicune. nothing. I'm talking about competitive Pokemon. Oh, competitive Pokemon. I don't yeah, know. can they go to the battle tower and tear shit up? That's all yeah, I want to know. I assume so. Well, mm, yeah, it was. You wild. would assume. Yeah, I'm, but that—that's the most amount of hours I've ever seen on a save file for a Pokemon game, ever. Interesting. That's nuts. I'm well, I'm glad that somebody like, cherished it so much they rubbed the sticker off that motherfucker and then sold it. Man, you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know but, things have been great for you in pickups. Anything else happened recently, or? Oh yeah, like this week has just been pickups. I I can't. I haven't been losing. Yeah. All week. Great. Yeah, I picked up a uh, Conquer Live and Reloaded plush. Super rare plush, apparently. Mm-hmm. Today I picked up a Wolf Link brand new amiibo and the, a brand new Pikmin amiibo, Kirby, Blue Yarn Yoshi, and Shovel Knight, and just so, so much other stuff I can't even go into. If you want to see the other stuff that I picked up, go to ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. It's all up for sale on there. And it's, it's so much dope shit. Oh my God. Cool. It's so crazy. I love it. All right, well, then let's move on and get into the video games we've been playing this week. Now, you have cooled way down. Super down. You are locked and loaded into one game this week, right? Mm I am all up in Shin Megami Tensei 5. I've been playing for about 18 hours. Mm. And what can I say other than it's basically Pokemon, dark, gritty Pokemon, which is what I feel like it's always been. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Shinigami, it's funny, there is a divergence. Like, if you go back far enough into the origin of the spinoff series, including Persona, you get to the core of what Shin Megami Tensei is, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then, of course, the other kind of spinoffs kind of deviate here and there. But at its core, like you said, it's like apocalyptic Pokemon. Something happens, the world we know ends, demons and gods run amok, we can conscript them into battle with us due to some kind of unexplained newfound power that the main character receives otherwise known as talk (laughs) did they just move it along in this one too oh my god it was like no no foreplay whatsoever i know they were just like you in a train station end of the world here's the thing that gives you powers and your main character's like all right what we do next (laughs) didn't say a word didn't react didn't care and what's funny is the other character that got swept up in it with you who didn't merge with some kind of powerful being in order to control. It's like, hey, I can control demons too. We've been investigating yeah. this for a while. Yeah, I'm actually part of a super secret government organization. Yeah, I'm not know. surprised. Let's split up and, and investigate things. And I'm like, man, they just waste <laughs> no time getting reactions from anybody be- on anything. It's beautiful. I love it. Don't waste time. But it's, it's, it's Tensei 5. Right. Okay? One, two, three, four, five. Five. If you don't hmm. know what it is by now, get out of here. That's what yeah. they said. Bruh, it's hard. It is a hard game. I have died so many times. <laughs> <laughs> and like just randomly, like, whoops, I accidentally got into a battle with this enemy. Now I'm dead. <laughs> because I didn't have the right moves, wasn't resistant to the right attacks, mm-hmm. or they got the first move and they were way too strong and they just killed me. And if your main character dies, then you lose. Like it yeah. doesn't matter if your other demons yeah, are. Yeah, they can't revive or you or anything. You're the only one that can revive. Yeah, which is Par for the course. Yeah. Yeah. Later in the game, you get a ability that allows the demons to use items as well. And you have items that can revive. So you would think, let me let my demon use this to revive me. But nope. They don't care about you. Mm-mm. They don't care about it. As although soon as you that, die, they're going to leave. <laughs> although that ability is extremely helpful. 
<laughs> I bet. I was like, God damn, these demons can't do nothing but with the attacks they got. Yep. It's so stupid. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And you run into a boss and it's just like, mm, I'm a one shot you. Yeah. And well, that's it. I mean, I've only fought not really a boss. I fought like one kind of like there are those things you need to destroy with the demons pop out of. You know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Not a boss, but they telegraph that one pretty good. Do they telegraph the other bosses, or have you ever been taken by surprise as far as, like, a boss encounter or a mini-boss is concerned? Like, as far as, like, their weaknesses and stuff? No, I'm just talking, like, you didn't have a chance chance to save or be ready. No, not really, because this is a game of constant saving. Okay. You need to be constantly saving. True. Because you, I'm just like, almost every time I get into a battle, at first I was like, okay, let me go save. Let me run over here. Okay, let me go save. <laughs> yeah. Are the save points pretty close by? I've only run across maybe maybe three. They're not extremely close, but, I mean, you can choose not to get into battle with enemies, and they're pretty easy to dodge. That's true, because so. they show up in the overworld. and yeah. yeah. They come after you if they see you, and they're as strong or stronger than you. But you're right. They don't, like, doggedly pursue you where you can't get away. Right. The mobility your main character has is pretty good. He does it's his great. little Naruto run. Yeah. With his beautiful, <laughs> long, flowing, luxurious Vidal Sassoon yes. hair that he got from the... Nahobino thing that merged yes. with him. He's a Nahobino. Nahobino. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm loving it. The story is whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It just it just sucks me in. The environment, the not even really the characters, just the environment and all the different demons you can get. And really, I guess the mechanics of it yeah. is what's keeping me playing it. On it's paper, like, it shouldn't work, should it? No, it shouldn't. You're always grinding for something. Yeah. So like you're grinding to your levels up so you can get stronger but you're you also find your glory. levels up so you can right summon more powerful demons mm-hmm. you're also grinding for items you're grinding for side quests and then you get demons from completing side quests and yep you're grinding for essences i don't know if you got that far but there's a thing where you can basically use the essence of a demon to change your resistances i can use the essence of demons to like add different add abilities skills and stuff yeah yeah so you'll eventually so yeah you'll eventually be able to add different affinities which if you know what type of boss you're going up against let's say they use ice attacks you can find an essence that absorbs or blocks ice attacks and then you right. go into that battle and fully and just prepare. walk through it yeah yeah it's just it's about grinding it's about knowing your enemy mm-hmm. it's very satisfying once you do it like i said i'm 18 hours in and i think it's like the second major boss you fight mm-hmm. he beat me the first time and then i beat him and then he's like oh it's like second form and then he mopped the floor at me i was like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> this is my final form <laughs> right it's like something just came out of him. He's like, here's my Zuma's, true power. Zoom. Zuma's Revenge. They oh got my you God. I got you. Zuma's again. Revenge final boss was ridiculous. You know, I think <laughs> we're brushing up against what makes the game so brilliant. We're touching on it. The story, as you said, is pretty bare bones, if not non-existent. Yeah. The music is kind of ethereal, but more relaxing. Yeah, it's, it's not really poppy. It's, it's not Persona. Subdued. It's Y'all not Persona at all. It's, it's a whole different understand. vibe. But because it is so hard... And because you could meet your end if you're not paying attention on even a single battle, there's this drive to want to get stronger and to learn the game really well and mm-hmm. to make a good team and to come up against a wall, figure out what you did wrong and then retry it. Yeah. Because there are so many different ways to approach things. And I feel like that they somehow find the perfect balance of difficulty, preparation and tools to where, like you said, you're always grinding towards something. But more importantly, you're always wanting to overcome or somehow yeah. that next challenge. Like they do a really good job of drawing you in just with the balance of everything. And 
it sounds like it would be easy to do. It is not. There are many games that try to do what Shin Megami Tensei does, and they fall short, way yeah. short. And they have more interesting stories sometimes, or characters, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they just can't draw you in like Shin Megami Tensei can with the Pokemon aesthetic paired with like just a really hard chess game, right? Yeah. You yeah. legit have to like know what's going on because it doesn't tell you everything. No. It doesn't. No. But not in a way that, like, say, Xenoblade Chronicles, how I was complaining about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That one's just overcomplicated for no Yeah, it doesn't really tell you exactly what you need to know in order to perform whatever combos. Or it does, but it does it in such a fucking stupid-ass explanation. You're like, I don't understand. But in this game, for instance, you can pass your turn to the next character. Mm. What I didn't know until I actually did it, because I was like, why would I ever pass my turn? I didn't know that it gave you an extra turn if you passed. Right. I just really like the game. I'm sorry. <laughs> you okay. also like rearrange party members in a way that makes more sense mm-hmm. so that, you know, you know, I've got these two characters that have a weakness towards this boss and I'm going to have the two characters that don't have a weakness towards the end so that at the end I can use an item or something since they're not going to really, really be able to do much damage. Like it's just stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's really good. It's really great. I could keep talking about it. I don't know how long this game is going to be. <laughs> Yeah, there's I'm 18 really no hours time. in, and the yeah. story is not like letting me know like no. how it could end at any point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could have ended when you got to Tokyo Tower. You could have been like, exactly. Oh, was like, like, oh shit, it? that was we dope. <laughs> <laughs> what a ride. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm thinking it's not going to be like a hundred hour type Persona game, but no, maybe 40. But that also seems like too short. Feels like I have to do too much. Like I'm already at 18. It's got kind of a handheld legacy just by virtue of 4 and a lot of the spinoffs and everything. Everything going to 3DS mm-hmm. and a lot of remakes True. going to 3DS. So maybe it'll keep up with that spirit. I don't know. I you know I guess we could always Google it. Somebody out there probably. I don't want to Google it, though. You, don't, you usually want to be surprised? I yeah. yeah, usually I do, but this game, I don't want to know. It's part of the mystery, right? It. Mystery is yeah. what's great about this game. You mm-hmm. never know what you're going to see. That special edition has a demon compendium, and I started to look through the book, and I was like, I don't want to see them. I want right. to I I be surprised by what they included. Exactly. Because I know most of them, because we've been playing Shin Megami Tensei games for years, but occasionally right. they'll surprise me, or they'll do a redesign of a demon, mm-hmm. or they'll include this one and not this one, blah, blah, blah. So, Like, I just fought Loki, and I, I had never seen him before. Oh, in yeah? A, in a game, yeah. Cool. And uh, he kicked my ass, so I was like, well, don't do that. <laughs> do that side mission later. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on then and get the rest of the games out of the way. So I played more Haven. Okay. And actually, I have a story about Haven a little bit later on that ties into one of our uh, our newsy bits. Okay. But, uh, I mean, it just continues to be good. There's not really much I have to report on it other than I'd like to try to finish it, but I have too many games to play. So I will. But I also got other games recommended to me because I've been talking about Haven and What Remains of Edith Finch. One of the gamer friends, her name is Enya, she recommended Spiritfarer to me. And oh, I've, yeah. It's kind of been on my radar before, but she's like, it's really heartfelt and good. You should check it out. And there's another game she recommended, too. I got to go back and look at the Discord to see what the name was because I hadn't heard it before. Something about my time in the woods or something. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember. But I, yeah, again, I just I keep adding things to the list. The end of the year is getting very crowded. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Or is it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That came out today. As of time of recording. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because yesterday, late last night actually, or was it yesterday morning? It was yesterday morning, wasn't it? Because I, I told so. you about yeah. it in the morning. Walmart had this, what I thought was glitched. And I think it was because they didn't let people purchase at a certain point in the day. And they started rescinding like sales. 
I saw that they were selling the double pack of Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl for 70 bucks. Mm. And that's a $120 pack, obviously. Right. I was like, man, I could buy one and then just sell the other and make most of my money back. And that'd be great for me. So I jumped on it immediately, not seeing the little fine print in there that said the digital version. And I'm like, oh, damn. OK, well, I can sell the code to somebody online, whatever. I, that's fine. And then come find out there's one single code that simultaneously unlocks both games. And I'm like, damn. why would you ever need that? Why would you ever need that? People usually buy double packs and give their friend the other one. I yeah. mean, collectors will keep both of them, but you don't collect digital con. There's no reason to take two games and put them on the same fucking code. Maybe the mm, nope. I don't know. Mm-mm. Ain't no yeah. maybe. Instant regret. Maybe right. Instant regret. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. So, but you got both games for the price of one, basically. So I did. Either way, here I am, and <laughs> you're you're in the you're in the thrift zone now. So eventually, you'll find a physical yeah. copies of it if you really want them for your collection. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you go. Anyways, I did get a chance to play a few hours of it. It nothing to write home about. Not to say it's bad. It's just Pokemon Diamond, but chibi with but, graphics. But, but brilliant. Yeah. But <laughs> brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> I wouldn't even say brilliant because it's pretty by Pearl, the numbers. But all, shiny. <laughs> all of the dialogue seems to be exact, down to some of the dialogue being stretched out or written in a certain way to emphasize action mm-hmm. when the rival runs into you and it goes thud. <laughs> <laughs> they write it out the exact same way and everything seems to be going beat by beat how it did in the original game now i don't know if they're going to incorporate more of the story from um platinum possibly mm-hmm. i hope they will but uh and, and the mini games and other things have been stretched out so there is more to do once you get into it but it looks like the base game is just chibi quasi 3d overhead with full-on 3d battles so if you don't have a copy of diamond and pearl or haven't played it recently and you love Pokemon, this is a good excuse to go back. Having played Diamond earlier this year, I was less excited to play it, even with mm. the graphical upgrade, because it is so much the same. Like, they really... Yeah. It just feels like the same game. I know a lot of people were complaining about that. I don't really care too much about it, because like, I know that there's going to be different stuff later on in, but, yeah, it didn't really excite me to play it, especially since I have yeah. so many other things waiting for me to play. Yeah, somebody uh, at Discreet Play asked me, they said... Uh... Are you going to get Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl? I was like, I already have a Pokemon game. It's called Shimagami Tensei. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's fire. Um, but yeah, they really don't want to make a Pokemon action RPG, do they? I guess not. I feel like that'd be real fucking cool. I feel like Arceus is a stepping stone because there are in the yeah. field actions being taken in that game. And they're mm-hmm. splitting up different ways, which they experimented a little bit with. Let's go get Pikachu and let's it. go eat. Huh? I said, get Platinum on it. Platinum yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, they experimented a little bit with it on Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, where you do the Pokemon Go thing where you throw balls to catch Pokemon, but also there are certain Pokemon you'll fight in the wild and then mm-hmm. have to do the mini game to catch them. So it's separated. And then, of course, all your battles, they seem to be even further separating things out in Arceus. So maybe that's a stepping stone to it. Played Tales of Arise this Chicken. week. What's that? Chicken. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. Every time. All right. Tales of Arise. And I, I said last week that I hate the fishing minigame. Yeah. I got really good at it. I figured mm. it out. I figured out exactly how to play that fishing minigame. And I caught 10 different fish and I got the secondary rod. And once I got the not baby rod, because there's like four or five rods in the game. And this is yeah. the second one you get. Once I got that and I figured out how to actually effectively fish, it was over. I was catching yeah. Bosch fish and just... 
checking off the ponds, like every single <laughs> fish in the pond. I was like, got him. Yeah. I didn't even uh, get the second ride. <laughs> oh, wow. I think I just caught enough fish that I needed for uh, materials or money or whatever. Oh, you never never shit. went there and you never did a. You get like I special, tried to do the a skill fish. tree to do a I boss know. fish. Yeah, yeah I you got to get that second rod, man. Mm. All you got to do is just talk to the pond guy where you first fish, yeah. and you show him your fishing notes. And if he sees you caught ten fish, he just gives you the rod. Oh, he gives okay. you a lot of lure too for catching so many fish. Mm. So yeah, for those out there who skipped over that particular part, one, the fishing mini game honestly is not as hard as you think it is. Just Hold the direction and keep holding X down. Because if you have X held down the entire time, it doesn't count unless you're moving a direction mm-hmm. when, it, when it struggles. So if you're holding the direction the fish is already going in, even if it decides to go the other way, you can flick it. Before you press L1 or R1, like when it kind of dart left or right, it zooms in slightly. So there's a really huge tell and you have tons of time. You feel like you don't because it looks like a quick time event. But right. you have so much time to press L1 or R1. It's silly. Right. And then it does a different animation when they're about to jump out of the water. And the right trigger doesn't seem to want to register when I press it just once. So I press it a few times until it registers mm, okay. for that mini game part. And then that's it. I mean, with the second rod, I had boss fish where the tension was all the way to the left, which is the least tense. Right. Because I was just hitting all of the things so easily. My jump in skill with fishing paired with just moving the rod up one level that was all it took to take out three boss fish and then get at 20 different fish. Of course, you get even better rod. Ooh. And at that point, the mini game is a joke. So. <laughs> so is that all you did was fish? <laughs> yep. No, <laughs> I got all the way to the end of the wind area and I had a run in uh, with the Lord that she's a lady Lord. Lady Lord. She's a lady. <laughs> she's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. <laughs> anyways she's okay yeah yeah. well she's actually not okay she's kind of evil and terrible but i'm on my way to find out where she went to stop her and blah 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 so right and friendship and yeah yeah (laughs) and honor there have been there have been some anime moments like when we ran into her (laughs) when we ran into her and rinwell was like that's who killed my parents i'm gonna kill you and then Law's like, I'm going to let you do that, babe. And Renwell's like, get out of my way. You Rin- got to kill <laughs> Renwell, your jacket, though. And Renwell's like, no, I'm you. No. <laughs> uh, anyways, it was bad. It was it was really bad. And sometimes they would start Even I would like cringe at that part. I was like, okay, because I could take a lot. A lot of anime. I can take a lot. But that, that, was, it that was, rough. was a bit much. It yeah. was it was a bit much. And there are points where sometimes we'll have a conversation. And I swear we literally just had a similar conversation. They're just saying it in a different way. And they're mm-hmm. like, are you, are you sure we're doing the right thing by going to X and doing Y? And I'm like, we literally <laughs> just discussed this and we decided we were and We all okay. agreed. <laughs> we all agreed it was fine. But now that we've taken two more steps, I'm kind of feeling yes! different. Why? God. Listen, Tales of Arise is a good game. There have been some lulls. There was one lull when I got to the nice city that Doalim is the lord for. Mm-hmm. And I was like sort of losing my way. There was too much. They had that training grounds. I got over that hump and got interested. And, you know, you saw me playing after that and I was having a good time. And then I hit another lull when I first got to the next town after all the wilderness stuff and the fishing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once I met Dead Eye 
and we got sent to the forest. Things picked back up again. I was like, okay, yes, yeah. yes. And the only other thing that's really been bad, or I wouldn't even say bad, just a little bit of an annoyance and not optimal, has been some of these anime conversations that we've been having. Yeah, There's a hint of a good story there, but they just can't help themselves. You know? <laughs> so again, the game has been fun enough for me to push past that. I've been enjoying playing as different characters to get their proficiency up, which is using a certain amount of weapon attacks or arts like magic arts or mm. sometimes restorative. Like there's like three different tiers of proficiency for the characters and finding out what their proficiency cap is to unlock all their skills. And then on the path to unlocking those skills, really learning how to effectively play these characters. Like I didn't really yeah. start playing very well of Dohalim, for example. And now I'm like a Dohalim master. Everybody gets a this rod rod. (laughs) will be your doom, is Mm -hmm. what I say to the people out there. (laughs) (laughs) To the Uh, Zoogles. Hear me, uh, Zoogles. I don't know if you've ever ever played Soul Calibur, but that's what Kalik used to say. Mm -hmm. This rod will be your doom. Coincidentally, I feel like uh, He's my favorite character. He yeah, he's really good, isn't he? He was he was my main for sure. He's my main too. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you gotta gotta love to keep him at a distance, man. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. All right, so the last game I played this week will kind of segue us into gaming news. We're doing a little doing a little meld of what okay. you're playing in gaming news. So Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the definitive mm. edition. Mm. I really, really tried to like this game. I really, really tried. I tried yeah, so hard. Harder than most. Harder than me. I played so much of it. I finished the paramedic missions. I finished the taxi missions. I finished the pimping missions. Mm, pimping, the f- pimping, pimping. <laughs> the firefighter missions. I sprayed all the tags. Mm. And I was in the middle of regaining gang territory and doing, you know, some missions on the side. Like I would, you know, regain territory, do a mission. I go back and forth between those things. And it finally got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore. The game is riddled with so many more bugs than what we reported on and others have reported on. I thought I was starting to get worse at the game somehow, even though my proficiency was increasing. Mm -hmm. It's just like, especially in the gang wars, they are way harder than I remember them being. Like, I couldn't let anybody even get near me and start to shoot at me because I would die within three shots. Right. And that didn't used to happen in the original game. And I found out there's a bug where enemies are as accurate on foot as they would be in a car. So their accuracy is kicked up on foot (laughs) and they just nail you in the head. Like it's insane. That is something that's kind of impeding a lot of people's progress. There's invisible terrain. Like I'll see an empty spot with just lake and I'll start to walk towards it. And then I'm walking in the air because apparently there used to be a bridge there. Mm. Yeah, just weird shit like that. I'm trying to think of what else happens. Just missing scripting issues like where a cutscene needs to play and it either doesn't stop. It doesn't go back to the, the gameplay after the end of the cutscene, or the cutscene doesn't start. Mm-hmm. The camera just kind of floats over, and then you have to restart the checkpoint. Just Yeah, that's... yeah. Oh, the dark problem we've been having where we can't see anything. It's yeah. bad HDR. Oh! Yeah, if, if apparently the HD, there are no HDR settings in-game, which, what the hell. But they are utilizing HDR, so if you are using HDR on your Xbox... It's not able to work out the bright brights and the dark dark, so just everything looks dark. But if you mm. shut off HDR, it actually shouldn't be an issue. Oh, okay. So there's that. Now, as far as the gaming news part, gaming news, ir- ir- do- 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 gaming news, uh, <laughs> Rockstar, it's <laughs> uh. gonna get, it's uh, gonna get right into it. Rockstar released a statement. We're sorry. <laughs> 
Please forgive us. Due to unforeseen <laughs> circumstances, what are testers? <laughs> we didn't know. <laughs> we want to fix it for you guys so bad. So what they're doing is they're taking those games that they pulled from the digital store, the PC editions, and they're mm. putting them back. And they're giving them to everybody who purchased the game up through like June 30th, I guess, of the next year, which is okay. Yeah. So anybody who has purchased it up through June 30th of next year will basically get the classic versions in the Rockstar Games Launcher library at no additional cost. That's If cool. you're not a PC gamer, eh, well, sorry. But <laughs> that's cool, but here's the thing. I wanted the new definitive pretty version. Yeah. You're going to give me the old shit? <laughs> well, they are, again, they're saying that they're doing that and also they're going to be doing an update. They're promising an update. Okay. I don't know how extensive the update's going to be, what exactly it's going to fix. There are a lot of glaring issues that they can hopefully easily fix that we've talked about on the show. My whole take is at this point, I'm going to stop playing it because why? Yeah. It's going to pull back. I wanted to, to get to the other parts of the map to see what they were like, but I'm, I'm done for now. I'm going to stop playing and they can, hopefully they can fix the pop in the radio, the pop out, the scripting issues, the bugs, the, the HDR, the pop, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Denise's face. Right. <laughs> hopefully, which she doesn't look as bad as she does in the screenshots, but she does look bad. Like yeah. it's, it's bad. Uh, so hopefully they can fix all that and we'll, we'll see how it goes. So I'll revisit that once I know for sure it's fixed and we'll go from there. All right. All right. Some more gross news this week that I want to <laughs> kind of get out of the way. Bobby Kotick, we know him, we hate him. The CEO of Activision Blizzard, he's a terrible person who signs off bonuses for himself while he lays off employees simultaneously. He's a bad person. Well, many are calling for him to resign after a bombshell Wall Street Journal report claims that he knew about the sexual misconduct at Blizzard Activision for years. We're talking as far back as 2018, as far as the evidence shows, probably further back, to be honest. Now, I want to do a bit of a trigger warning or a content warning for this particular story because it contains some details about sexual assault. I'm not going to go heavily into it, but just the fact that I'm referencing it. If you want to skip ahead, go into the show notes, click on the next story, completely understand if you don't want to hear about it. That said... The report goes on to say that an email surfaced outlining an employee who was raped and assaulted multiple times by her supervisor in 2016 and 2017. Mm. She reported it to HR. They did nothing. She sent an email to Bobby Kotick himself in 2018. He did nothing. And then eventually they settled in court with her after she filed a police report on the, on the matter. Yeah, I was about to say, damn, where the police, where the law went. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she finally went to the law because the company wasn't doing anything for her. Kotick did not report this to investors or the board of directors. Oh. He lied during the entire investigation in recent months saying he wasn't aware of any misconduct. All this is news to him. But obviously this proves he's a bold-faced liar. Not that we needed much more proof. Right. Jim Ryan from PlayStation, executives and high-ranking people at Xbox, Actabliz, employees themselves, shareholders, everybody's been demanding his resignation. There were walkout stages this week. There were petitions going around. There's actually a change.org petition going around that you guys at home can sign. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. If you're passionate about this at all or feel like we do that he needs to go, 
you can click on that link and sign that petition and just put forth your name. Do these things always work? No. Do they work most of the time? Eh, probably not. But what else can we do as people? Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes you hear shit like this. It makes you mad. It makes you helpless. And you, you need something. So put your name to something. At least let the shareholders know that that stock's going to continue to drop and that we're not putting up with this shit any longer and that he's got to go. Mm-hmm. The fish rots from the head on down, the head. as they say. Yeah. The head <laughs> so, rots from the fish on down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one, too. <laughs> oh, gross. Anyways, Bobby Kotick sucks. And we're moving on. Xbox 20th anniversary celebration. Oh. Hey. Yay, it's Xbox, Xbox baby. Xbox Halo. Halo. Forza. Also Halo. <laughs> More Halo. <laughs> They had a presentation this week. I watched it. It was actually quite heartfelt. It showed the entire history of the company back to when Bill Gates and The Rock announced the Xbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all the way up. Yeah. yeah, all the way up through you know recent times. The good parts of Xbox, the bad parts. They showed the failings. You know, they showed people mm-hmm. not being able to work the connect on stage and shit like that, which I thought was funny. It was just a cool trip down memory lane. They also added 76 additional games to backwards compatibility library this week, including some pretty heavy hitters. My Beautiful Katamari, um, some more Bethesda titles. Like, There's a list online for people if they're interested to check it out, but they just went ahead and optimized Xbox originals and, and 360s to be playable, and I'm about that. Yeah. In fact, Phil Spencer has been doing a lot of interviews this week as the head of Xbox, And one of the things that he said this week is that he is in full support of emulation in order to preserve games. He's a big fan of it. He thinks companies should do more of it. Maybe not in the vein of NSO, but he did point to that as an example. But what they're doing as well. And I think what Xbox is doing in regards to emulation is a little better. Mm -hmm. You know, just up-resing and offering the sale a la carte of these older games or including it in their subscription services when they can. That type of thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's excellent. So. Go Xbox. Something I yeah. never thought I'd say again. Yeah, I know, right? Like, they're they're back, baby. Also, biggest flex, at the end of the presentation, they just went ahead and shadow dropped Halo Infinite multiplayer. Yeah. <laughs> the Discord I was in was going wild. And they're like, oh my god, I can't wait to get off work. Ah, I'm going to quit my job. So, a lot of people playing Halo, and a lot of people reporting that it's very fun, and they love it. And good yeah. for them. I'm happy for them. Halo, good for them. Halo, let's go. Cloud Gaming launched this week on the Xbox Series X and S for select games. It looks to mirror what games you could already play on the cloud via your phone. Now, mm-hmm. we talked earlier today. You have not tried out Cloud Gaming using I did. your Game Pass. Oh, you did? I did. I did right before the podcast. Yep. What you think? What you, tried, you do? What'd you do? I tried out uh, Rain on Your Parade, which is basically a mobile game. Okay. Like I said. And then I tried New Super Lucky's Tale. And uh-huh. ooh. Oh, no. It didn't work. It did, but literally, like, a wave was washing over my screen, and it was refreshing. Oh. And it was, like, stuttering and stuff. It was a constant wave. Like, I could literally see <laughs> the screen. You know what we should do? We should, stuff. we should compare internet speeds. Yeah. Yeah, it's not something that, um, actually, you know what? Let's do it now. Fuck it. Because I think this would be a good test, because I had a different experience, and if we both have the same internet speed, that will rule out one of the possible reasons. Have you ever done a speed test? Yeah, but I haven't done one. In Go into your browser and type speedtest.net. Okay. For you folks at home, we're going to speed this process up. But we're basically going to run a speed test. Once you get to speedtest.net, just hit go. 
and let it do its thing. And then once it's finished, let me know. We'll read off our upload and download speeds. All right. Download speed. What you got? 24.5 megabits per second. The download. Y- yes. All right. Mine's 498. God might, damn. That might be an issue. What's your <laughs> upload speed? 11.74. Mine is 22. <laughs> okay. So who you have for internet? Because I pay too goddamn much. <laughs> How much do you? How much do you pay? We won't put it on the podcast. How much do you pay? Man, it's like, oh, you got taken, bro. I pay like, dude. Uh, oh my with? god, I, I'm with. Okay, I'm with. Oh man, so, they fucked you, yeah, buddy. Yeah, they fucked me bad. Yeah, you better join. You better switch over. Bruh. It unintentionally turned into a commercial for. Bruh. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep all of it because fuck them. They can get their own business. Yeah. But wow. Okay. So that might be part of it. Fair yeah, enough. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I I do want to try out my cloud gaming in a hotel. So I played Haven on the cloud, and they show you these symbols in the Android app because I did I didn't try it on my Xbox yet, which will probably be a little bit of a different story just because of the processing power difference. At least I would assume. We can try right. that next week because I'm assuming you tried yours on your phone, right? Yeah. Oh, but you know what? I was using my 5G. Oh, you weren't on your Wi-Fi? Yeah, I wasn't on my Wi-Fi. Oh. Where, oh, so were you, might... like, out and about? No, I was just sitting at home. I don't turn my Wi-Fi on because I have an unlimited 5G. I, I don't know. I just don't. Obviously, my Wi-Fi is shit, so. <laughs> yeah, but it would probably be stronger than your. Okay, well, interesting. So that that's good to know that you were actually, you weren't on Wi-Fi. So yeah. well, that test we just did didn't really matter at all. No. Cool. Awesome. So I didn't Pointless do it on the Xbox Series X yet, but yeah, I played on the Android app, and Haven and a few other games like it will have a symbol, like a touch symbol, meaning that you can use touchscreen controls. And there are other games okay. like, for instance, Forza, where you have to use a Bluetooth controller, right? Mm-hmm. So I used the touchscreen controls for Haven. What was interesting is the sticks actually had unique symbols on them. The right stick had an eye because it was used to move the camera, and the left stick had a picture of a person moving because it was to move the character. I just thought that was kind of neat. That could be a universal baked-in symbol for the app that only applies to certain games because I was in other games where the symbols disappeared from the sticks because they weren't used to move in that way. Right. It wasn't like it was unique Haven art or anything, but it was interesting that the touchscreen controls did kind of change shape or symbols depending on the game that you're playing. That's just neat. Right. Now, I plugged in. You can put, obviously, connect an Xbox Series S or X controller to your phone or any Bluetooth controller to your phone, really. One of, you know, I could, one of the old PlayStation 4 controllers, probably. But mm. I decided to use like a really old, cheap knockoff iHome controller that I used to use for my phone. Like I got this thing for like 15 bucks and it connected and worked perfectly with the app. So even a cheapo controller works with these things. And I played Forza Horizon 5 and it looks gorgeous. It was perfect. There was like one solitary, maybe like a a half a second where we saw like half the bottom of the screen kind of fuzz up a little bit like it was buffering, but then it went away as fast as it came. Mm -hmm. And that was really the only issue that I had. And then I was with my wife and I was showing her and then she's like, I got kicked out of my network. And I'm like, unrelated. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really neat. And it made me feel really dumb for not taking advantage of it sooner. But I just got this Xbox people. Give me. Yeah. Cut me some slack. Even though I think so, we talked about the cloud on a previous episode and I had pledged to try it out and then just completely dropped the ball. Yeah. And so with cloud gaming, because I'm still pretty new to it on the Xbox Series X or S, you can play a game without downloading it. 
if it's exactly. cloud enabled. Okay. If it's cloud enabled. That's dope. And right. a large portion of them are. But of course, it'll show you. There's going to be delineation, I assume, on the Xbox Series X now. If you have Game Pass, where it'll show which ones are cloud available and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which a good you... deal of them will be. And of course, there's delineation when you go to the actual Game Pass app. Not the Xbox app, but the Game Pass app. There is yeah. a difference. So, And you have to have Game Pass Ultimate. Oh, is that true? Not just the baby Game Pass? Okay, good to know. Game Pass Ultimate for that cloud. Thank you for that distinction. That's actually important. Yes. All right, well, let's move on then. There is a new Wii U game in development. Likely the last. There's an indie development studio called Ultra Dolphin Revolution. And they Mm. are making a game for the Wii U called Captain U. Captain U. It is a 2D platformer that they say will make use of the dual screen capabilities, the touchscreen, and the motion controls. They're trying to make this the most Wii U-ass game ever. Yeah. A celebration of the love for Wii U, right? Right. So, for those of you who still have a Wii U, if you're interested, dust that bad boy off, get that eShop connected, Mm -hmm. and and wait. Because it's on its way. (laughs) Yes, it's more, coming. More to come. I might even try it out. I'm kind of like low-key curious to see what a uh, a Wii U game in 2021 or 2022, depending on when it comes out, actually looks like. So right. more to come on that. Yakuza and Judgment developer Ryu Ga Gotaku? Gotoku? I never know how to say it. Ryu Ga Goto? Ga- I think. Go- Go- Goku? Kakarot. Kotaku? <laughs> oh, Kotaku? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. that developer... The Goto. studio director, Masayoshi Yokoyama, reportedly he revealed that the studio is currently planning a game separate from the Yakuza or the Judgment series, quoted as saying, we're also working on unannounced titles outside of Yakuza and Judgment. Ooh. Now there's some word that we may not get any more Judgment because of the whole talent agency main character kerfluffle and how they won't yeah, put, yeah. put on PC and... When asked about that, they were like, we love Judgment. And that's really all they would say. <laughs> judgment is near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. As if to say, whatever happens, happens. We think it sucks, but what are we going to do? You know? Yeah. We and got two games do? out of it. That's what it's good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't mind them moving on because it's not really the idea that hooked me with them. It's, it's the type of games that they make. You know, yeah. make, make some more anime games. Because what they did with Fist of the North Star, mm-hmm. really good. Give me a Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh my God, give me a Yu Yu Hakusho Ooh. game in that style. That'd be cool. Oh, it I, wouldn't sell very well. I'm sh- I mean, it would sell, but only to hardcore. I don't know, man. There might fan. be a lot Maybe. of people in your generation that grew up with Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh my God. I know a lot so of people much. that are big fans, so who knows? They can team up with Bandai Namco if they need more money. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> there are a couple more pieces of news. So the Game of the Year Awards has been announced. That's going to be airing live on December 9th, 2021. I'll leave the Game Awards link in the show notes for people who are interested who want to go to the site. Because right now you can go and vote for your favorite games and all the categories that they have available. I'm not going to recite everything, but I will rattle off quickly what the Game of the Year nominees themselves are. And kind of get your take on what you think, if they deserve it, if there's anything missing, that type of thing. So for the Game of the Year Awards this year, we have Deathloop. It Takes Two. Deserves it. Metroid Dread. Deserves it. Psychonauts 2. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Deserves it. And Resident Evil Village. Haven't played it. Okay. (laughs) 
So I haven't played Deathloop, but it's on the way because I took advantage of that GameStop yeah. two for one. And... Yes, and I copied you and I bought the same. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it was cheap. It's like twenty five bucks. I'm yeah, like, yes, hell let's, yeah. Let's, let's go. Like, yes, let's go. Yes, we'll find out soon if Deathloop is worth it. Yeah, mm. it takes two. I actually voted for that one. I went ahead and voted, and I don't think it's gonna win. But it's the game that I had the most fun with for the amount of time I spent with it. Yeah. Like I could argue maybe Resident Evil Village. And I did have a ton of fun with that, but it takes two as a special experience because yeah, we no, have to do it there, together. You know? Yeah, there's no other game that I've played this year that I've had more fun with than it, it takes two, arguably ever. Like the, <laughs> the like the it was just so fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not like you're. We typical, got Game Pass. We should play like, it some more. Oh yeah, that's true. We should switch characters this time. And yeah, you can be the lady, and I'll be the guy. Yes, are you fun? All right, and then now you get a second crack at all those mini games. Now right. you have a chance to practice. <laughs> to come to find out, the woman has a leg up. <laughs> so, anything cool. in the list you think doesn't deserve to be there? I mean, I know you can't judge on some of these. I've played all of these except for Deathloop, and I'm not going to try to start a flame war and say that Metroid Dread does not belong in there. But obviously, it's nowhere near my game of the year because I'd enjoy it. But I still need right. to play it more. But yeah. when? <laughs> yeah, to- I mean. I think Metroid Dread deserves to be in there. Yeah. It's it's fucking good. Which one do I think deserves it most? Yeah. Like, or would you Met- vote for It Takes Two? Uh, I don't know. There are other categories It Takes Two is in. That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, I think I would have to go with Ratchet and Clank on this. For one. the game of the year? I think so. Interesting. Out of those. It was really fun. Don't get me wrong. It was a lot of fun. It was great, but it was more Ratchet and Clank. It wasn't anything that stood out from the pack. It was by the numbers, decent platform game that took really good advantage of the strengths of the PlayStation 5, the haptics and all of that, the solid Mm -hmm. state drive and everything. There were some new things in that, but it was more just improvements on what the team has always been going for and has always kind of nailed, you know, that, right. that fun platforming experience. So, Well, honestly, none of none of my games that I would put in Game of the Year were in the list. So what that. would you add to this list? Oh, my God. I would add Tales of Rise. I know you. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> It's so, so good. Um, so anime. Oh my god! Hold on. Let me let me look at the list of games that I've played this year because there is okay there is some heat. Let yeah. See. Oh, you know what? Guardians of the Galaxy would be on there. Yeah, that would be in my fucking list. Like it's so good. I don't know if it needs to make game of the year, but I'm kind of sad. Persona Five Strikers didn't make any lists. Oh, that year. did come out this year, didn't it? It came out this year. Wow. And it didn't make any lists at all. I didn't even, even finish RPG. it. I feel bad. Oh, you should feel bad. That's the reason why I didn't make the Game of the Year awards, Derek. You didn't finish your copy. They track that shit nowadays. (laughs) You can't treat it like Star Ocean. What are you doing? (laughs) I can't wait until... uh, What's the new one called? I can't wait to not finish the new one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it was Star Ocean. I can't wait to not finish it. Oh man, I can't wait to pick it up and look at it. Never look at it again. Always talk about it. Because you got to keep the joke running, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to add you to the backlog so hard, so hard. girl. You don't even know. <laughs> so straight to the backlog, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see. East 9 would be on there, too. Yeah. Yeah? I don't know. I'm, a, I'm That a good, fucking... huh? That would be a game of the year contender. No, I mean. Okay. I was going to say. Let's be here's... real. <sighs> here's, here's a standard shoulder-to-shoulder about... shoulder with Tales of Arise. Here's my thing about game. 
you know what? Returnal. I'd put that on my game of the year list. Yeah. Returnal. I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna come back to this obviously at the end of the year. Yeah. And do our personal probably top five games of the year. True. So let's 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 save that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, we're of course, you know, when it comes around, we're gonna cover the game of the year awards and talk about the wins, the upsets, the goofiness, the announcements inevitably that the Jeff Keighley awards are going to have. So they got Bayonetta three already got announced. What else can they announce? <laughs> well, I, they could announce multiverses, multiverses, multiverses. So, Such a cool name. <laughs> that W, you know what? I got to hand it to him. It is actually yeah. a pretty good name. Fuck. <laughs> it tells you exactly what it is. So WB was rumored to have a big crossover game. And we were like, is it going to be like a Smash Brothers? Well, the answer is yes. Yes. Hot on the heels of Nickelodeon's all-star brawl and arguably leaving it in the dust mm-hmm. is Multiversus. The trailer dropped. Shots fired. They got voice meow, acting. Meow. I'm talking Kevin Conroy is Batman. I am the knight. I am vengeance. I'm talking Adventure Time. Jake. Yes, Arya Stark is John in this piece. Uh, yeah. What's what's the name? The guy who plays Super Shaggy. Shaggy. <laughs> yes, the fact that they made the meme real. <laughs> yeah, crazy. <laughs> it already makes it game of the year. Yeah, so the graphics, everything, <laughs> like the game just looks better and it looks like it plays better. And we're gonna find out pretty soon because it's free to play. That's the other big yeah. thing. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. surprised by that. Now, what kind of gotcha microtransaction bullshit are we going to see in this game? Who knows? And mm. it's a fighter, so how do they incorporate that without giving people unfair advantages? Who knows? Yeah. They seem to have a really big emphasis on teamwork, even though you can play individually like a single-player style experience. But there are a lot of attacks, I've noticed, in environmental traversal where two characters can really work together in tandem to bring it to the other team. A lot more. I mean, you'd have to get really creative to do this type of teamwork in, say, in Smash. Right. There are moves that are designed just to give advantage to a co-op partner as you're fighting, mm-hmm. which is interesting. It's an interesting <laughs> angle. And it's new. They weren't just straight copying the Smash formula, which I feel like All-Star Brawl was doing a little bit. It does feel like that's their own thing. And notably, no Harry Potter characters. All right. Because they don't want that turf here. <laughs> they don't want that. Although, I mean, I feel like they're going to announce them later, maybe after people get a chance to play it and get hooked. So that way they right. really have to wrestle with their morals. A friend of mine brought up recently, like, well, they're not charging for it. Like, yeah, they're not, but pe- they get, they're going to get their money somehow. So we'll have to wait and see how that all, yeah. how that all shakes out. But yeah, it's getting the side eye for me. I'm interested. It looks neat. And, you know, even if it's a copycat, if you're going to copy a game, copy a good one, you know? Yeah. I'm not interested. At all? Like, it looks fine. Yeah. But you don't want to kick Superman's ass with Shaggy and Jake the dog. Uh, at the end of the day, Smash just does it so perfectly. Yeah. And it's like, why would I play an inferior version? Well, how do we know it's inferior? How do we even know that it compares so apples to apples that it feels inferior rather than its own thing? True. I mean, anything is possible. Mm. I'm going to give it yeah, a shot. I'm not I mean, yeah, it's free. It's so gonna, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'll play a few rounds with you, but. I agree with you that it's not like I'm expecting it to be my game of the year or anything, or that I'm even expecting it to be good. But I'm interested because the price of entry is low. Best case scenario, it actually ends up being a really good, really fun game. Worst case scenario, I go back to playing Smash. Exactly. There you go. Oh, Derek, we're getting on to the end of the episode. We're going into a holiday week. So I got one question for you, sir. I got to know. This week. What you feeling? 
I am feeling a Netflix series by the name of Arcane League of Legends. You don't is, even play League of Legends. I sure don't. You don't even know what the you, acronym MOBA, MOBA means. It's like massive, All, massive online, online battle, battle arena, arena or something like uh, that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's based off of a popular <laughs> MOBA game that started in like 2000 and early 2000. Yeah, it's Donkey's favorite game. He loves it. Yeah. The show is centered around two champions from the games. Is it? I haven't gotten that far. Well, no, Powder and Vi. Oh, they're yeah, they're, they're yeah. baby champions. Yeah, they're baby champions. Oh, cute. I didn't know they would turn into champions. Yeah, so yeah, it's based around these two characters and just know, I know nothing about League of Legends. Absolutely yeah, me, me nothing. I know yeah. the name and that is it. You know more than me because you knew that they were eventually champions. I only see them as kids. Yeah, and well, I only know that because I was, you know, watching fucking videos on it and they were yeah. like champions. I was like, is that what they're oh. called? That's cool. <laughs> and there's one here for the champions. That's what she Okay um, guy, what you waiting for? So I'm just gonna give you all my thoughts on it. Okay. Character design. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Storytelling. Ten out of fucking ten. Okay. Voice acting. Ten uh-huh. out of fucking ten. Pretty, mm. Art and design, 10 out of 5. Like, this is the best looking CG animation. Like, not counting, like, Marvel movies and stuff like that. I'm talking about a show. Yeah. The best CG animation I've ever fucking seen. Because usually when we see CG animation, we're like, oh. Yeah. Usually shortcuts. And I'm not going to say that there weren't shortcuts taken here. But it gave me the vibe more of a AAA video game where they work really hard to make the faces emote better. Yeah. And the, I'm not going to say again that this is Don Bluth levels of animation expression, because it's not. But as far as CG animation goes, they do a really good job oh God, making these characters so expressive good. and convey their emotion. I was impressed. Yeah, I, I am so into it. Yeah. Like, I stayed up till 2 a.m. watching the first six episodes that they had, and wow. the last three dropped tomorrow. Wow. And I can't wait. I'm just so attached to everyone. Cool. The fight scenes are just so fucking beautiful. The impact of hits, you feel it. Again, the animation. The animation is so fucking smooth. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how they achieve this. This is not like a well-known animation studio. It's like they've done like a couple of projects and that's it. Oh, that Netflix money, man. That's what has me hopeful for Netflix gaming. If they put the kind of effort and foresight into their gaming division that they have in their shows. And again, it's not like they start out the gate amazing. I think the first banger that Netflix had was what house of cards. Yeah, I think so. And that was like by itself and it was okay for a Netflix show, but all Mm -hmm. the shit nowadays blows it out of the water. Right. Yeah. I really did enjoy house of cards though, but then Kevin Spacey had to go and be a fucking weirdo. (sighs) Yeah. Weirdo is one way to put it. (laughs) Downright disgusting (laughs) individual is another, but yeah, yeah, I, I've only seen the first two episodes, so i got to ask you, when did you really get hooked, hooked? Like, when were you like, this is the best show ever? Like, at what point? Um, I, I'm really trying to figure it out, because it runs together, because I watched it all so fast. But I think the third episode, which okay. is the end, of, the end of Act 1, was where I was just like, oh, this is something really special. Okay, because what I've seen so far, and this, I'm going to make this as spoiler-free as possible. You, you already mentioned Powder and, what was the Vi. other girl's? Vi? Mm-hmm. their whole story and then the inciting incident and how mm-hmm. they got there right? right 
And then the second episode is the fallout from the inciting incident and also the inciting incident from another character's perspective and then what happens to them. Mm -hmm. And that's all I've seen. And then, of course, there's this B plot of some juice that can maybe create monsters. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I was watching some reactors. He's calling it boost juice. (laughs) That boost juice. (laughs) Oh, man. There's a, a scene in that first episode where the characters are coming back from the heist or whatever. Yeah. And they run into some bullies. And after that they all get fight. Into, yeah, yeah. That fight was so cool. Yeah. And after because it was just like drag out, knuckle. Yeah, it was, it was it was like Matt Damon in, It was uh, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote it. <laughs> I was right. like, am am I watching Goodwill Hunting? Is this Boston? Man. Yeah. And when the guy pulls out the knife and Vi is just like, You wanna see how that ends? Yeah, <laughs> it's like so confident. You know, that was when I was like, I, I fucking love her. She does not give a shit. I gotta, I gotta do a side about this too. Between Shang Chi and this show, I'm noticing something. It used to be that when they would try to write women in more diverse roles, especially traditionally masculine or aggressive roles, there was no nuance, and it seemed mm-hmm. insincere and kind of fake. Yeah. They just made them inexplicably tough out of context, right? right. And now I'm noticing that women are just badass, and it's just default, right? Like Shang-Chi, there are women in that, I mean, even Aquafina to a point, but every woman in that movie was just badass, and you didn't question it. You're like, well, of course they're badass, because look at their life, right? Exactly. And when, yeah, that scene you're talking about with Vi, she stares down a person threatening her life, and I would have dropped that knife, too. I'd have been like, I ain't fucking with her. Watch the third episode tonight, please. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because Vi... It's fucking, oof, she's yeah. dope. She's yeah. dope. She's but I'm so saying, dope. like, you're, what I'm seeing here is some true equality play out in not just diversity for diversity's sake, but we're seeing a lot of these characters written and they just feel more real. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the dynamic is shifting to where almost to match kind of the world that we live in where we're starting to realize, hey, we're all capable of more. We don't have to fall into these molds, into these roles. Right. We're seeing we've all that been on programmed that, oh, men strong, women weak. Right. And that's Growing not the up, case. Like, you go inside yeah. any household and the woman is holding up just as much as the man, sometimes more so, oftentimes exactly. more so, yeah. to be honest. So, yeah, like it's just cool to see that reflected on screen and women not constantly being plot devices, two dimensional or damseled. Damsels, there, yep. There's so much more agency and depth and characterization in everybody not just the me's on screen, right? Mm-hmm. And it's cool. It's cool to see that. You know, I love to yeah. to be able to experience those stories. So, yeah. yeah. I'll watch the episode uh, tonight. Yeah, one more one more thing. I also started Dota Dragon's Blood, which is another <laughs> another MOBA anime. What's with these MOBA animes? I don't know, but this one's also good. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> no, I will go. not. This one's also yes, good. I will not. But uh, I'm not going to go too far into it. I've watched a couple of episodes. It looks like the same studio that animates Avatar. Okay. The last airbender. So already you got me there. Mm. It's very violent. It just it's like Seis Mono's violent? It's pretty violent. Seis Mono's it's almost pretty... it's almost Seis Mono's levels of violence, but okay. it's, I don't think it's push I don't think it's pushing that. Okay, because they be Seis scraping Mono's... people's faces off in that show. <laughs> right, scraping off their sh- fucking shoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. But uh yeah, Dota, Dragon's Blood, check that out. Yuri Lowenthal is the voice actor for the main character. I love Yuri Lowenthal. Hmm. Fireball Jutsu. Right. Fireball. Yeah, check that out too. Arcane League of Legends and Dota Dragon's Blood. Check both those out. It's nice to be able to watch some animated stuff that's not really anime. 
Yeah. And it be good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, unlike, what, what was that? Blood of Zeus. That shit was trash. <laughs> that's what I hear. I didn't yeah. even give it a shot. Oh, my God. It was bad. I watched the whole thing. It was bad. Oh. But, yeah, man, that's what I'm feeling. What are you feeling? Did you watch the video I sent you and the guys of that sweet old lady talking about how she got into gaming? The one that knows more about JRPGs than you. <laughs> I did not watch the video, but funnily enough, I've seen her videos before. I think a month or so ago, I stumbled upon her videos. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, dude. The channel is called, it's on YouTube, it's called Food for Dogs. All together, the four is numerical. So Food for Dogs. And it's this woman, she's in her 60s, and she got into gaming, like, post-60. And she tells the story of how she got into gaming, and it's got a lot of twists and turns. Mm-hmm. And it's very heartfelt, because it's actually intrinsically tied to her dealing with a very traumatic event in her life, and dealing with grief. Mm-hmm. And she talks a lot about how the activities she would do to try to take her mind off things, you know, watch TV, read books. Her mind yeah. would just take her back to her grief, and yeah. she couldn't really escape it. And gaming was a new enough activity that once she got into it, it really kind of changed her life and enriched her. And yeah, just to watch her geek out about stuff that you and I geek out about for her to know more. She taught me everything I know about rune factory today because <laughs> she had like rune factory Four special edition. And then she was like, so this was a spinoff series from <laughs> harvest moon. She's, she's from New Zealand. So she's yeah. got like a little bit of an English slash New Zealand accent. I saw, I can't place yeah. it. I saw her unboxing, like, the East Nine Monstrum Knox like yeah. super special edition and stuff. I was like, damn, I even got that. I know, no, she's got some shit we don't have. I saw yeah. her persona video today. So like she's huge into JRPGs. She loves them so much. She talks about the first one she played and some of the first games that she played and how she gets on. And the thing is she's so legit. She talks about these games like we talk about these games. And it is wild to hear that kind of talk out of this sweet, frail little old grandma. Like she mm-hmm. is so tiny and so sweet and loves gaming so much and she's so sincere and it's just heartwarming to see it's the thing that you need right now especially in the times that we live in Mm -hmm. i wanted to go the whole episode without mentioning it and i'm not even going to mention it by name but some shit happened today and you know what happened Mm -hmm. and um we're not surprised i well no i'm not i was talking to Kristen about it it just reminds me that there's um there's a system for you and there's a system for me you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it sucks and I hate it. Stuff like that, man. Like I just I'm clinging to it to that more now more than ever. And it just reminds me that we're a lot more alike than we are separate because, mm-hmm. you know, I've been really <laughs> not feeling boomers lately. But most of them, even if they buy into the propaganda and the bullshit, they didn't do this. You know, right. it's it's really a class war. It's a systemic war. It's a justice system war that we're we're in right now. So. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling food for dogs. <laughs> you <need to> go <laughs> watch dogs. that. I love dog foods. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crunchy. Get that milk bone. <laughs> mm. Some Purina dog chow. Ooh, baby. Yeah, and even her channel name is cute. Food for dogs. Right, and it has nothing to do with. She's, she's always <laughs> like, I'm the, I'm food for dogs. Hello. See you next time. <laughs> it's a very sweet lady. All right. Well, I think that might be an episode. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, we've rambled on enough about all the shit's Mm. been happening this week. Like I said, tune in this upcoming Sunday of the Thanksgiving weekend for a very special episode of Player Two, where we will read some Yelp reviews for some very famous locations that you may or may not have visited in the past. Uh, So be checking that out. I swear to you, it's video game related. 
<laughs> and uh, it's something that I wrote myself. Oh, so right. yeah, yeah. I hope that you guys will enjoy it. Will it'll give us a chance to show off our uh, voice acting skills. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to that. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break to give a word to the sponsor, and we'll be back to close it out. Stick around. And we're back. That was an ad. An ad, indeed. An ad. I hope that you will take heed, mm. Derek. Full Metal Merc, mm. my friend. Yes. You got a store. There are goodies of the gamer variety. Also more, I hear. Yes. If people are interested in getting these sweet pickups, because you have been crushing it lately and they should definitely take a look, where do they take a look? They take a look at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. They can hit me up on Instagram at gamer goodies more and Twitter at goodies underscore more. I'm still currently running a 15% off sale on most of my items, $25 to $100. So cool. get in there and check it out. Get in there. All right. And don't forget, we upload new episodes to our hub at anchor.fm slash player two is under the pod every single Sunday. So far without fail. But our podcast is also available on other platforms, including Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. You can find us on all the social medias. I'm talking tiktok.com slash player at player two is under the pod don't forget that at symbol facebook.com slash player two is under the pod youtube player two is under the podcast subscribe follow like comment rate review it really helps us out and if you want to super help us out i mean we got a patreon.com slash player two is under the pod contact us via these channels or email us at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. If you have listener questions you want us to answer on the show, guest suggestions, maybe you want to be on the show yourself, you got some feedback, you just want to say, hey, show us some love. We appreciate it. We read it all. Also, me personally, if you want to find me, I'm hanging out on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL, and I'm Twitch streaming at twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks. I'm switching my streaming day to Sunday nights again. I'm going back to where it all started. So tonight, if you're listening to this episode when it drops, catch me. I will be streaming at 8 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Eastern at that channel, Sunday nights. Look forward to it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. All right. We appreciate you for coming out and listening to us. As always, we love you sincerely, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace.